Welcome back, Cowboys Nation. Welcome to Sundays for the Boys podcast. I am your host, Nathan Jones, and I'm here again with the one and only Avery C. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Seahawks 24-22 in the wildcard round of the NFC playoffs. This Saturday, the Cowboys are set to play the Los Angeles Rams in what should be a crazy game. But anyways, today we're going to focus in on the win over Seattle. Al is on the edge of my seat the entire game. So without further ado, Avery, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, uh, for the most part, both sides of the ball played great. Even the special teams showed some life. Uh, Dak, Cooper, and Zeke and this Dallas defense were forced to be reckoned with. Um, you know, this was another great test for this young Cowboys team, and it's proving that it's not a you know a team that you want to face in this postseason. I agree. Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott both got their first career playoff victory. They are now one and one in the postseason, so pretty good for the mm-hmm. young two stars. I thought it was a great game. They did something that's very sustainable. They gave Zeke the ball. They gave nine targets to Amari Cooper. He had 106 yards. Elliott had 137 yards on the ground on 26 attempts. Dak Prescott didn't blow the doors wide open, but this is what you want from Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. 226 on 33 attempts. A little low on his average um, yards per attempt, but he did have a touchdown to Gallup. He did have a rushing touchdown. He had an interception, mm-hmm. but I mean, what did you see on that interception? There was some controversy on it, that. It, I... From, in my opinion, it was, of course, a pass interference. Um, you know, the, the officials in this game, I don't go too in-depth. That There were some missed calls, you know, Gregory off the edge when uh, Russell threw that ball to Doug Baldwin for that big play. I Clearly a holding on Gregory. But, yeah, Dak, going back to that touchdown throw, you know, a little bit, that was a beautiful ball by Dak. You know, you can, you can say Dak, you know, isn't the, you know, great, accurate thrower, but he, he went out there and, you know, he went right back to that same play and he, he was showing him, like, I can do this, like, you know, believe me, and I think this Cowboy team really does. Right, he missed that fade route to Gallup. They mm-hmm. lined up in that spread out formation. I thought they were going to go to Cooper on the left side, but Dak had the confidence to go right back to the rookie Michael Gallup, and he scored. I heard seen some talk on Twitter this after this Sunday and Monday on how that like that was kind of showing how he's inaccurate. He missed it, but he will hit it like one out of two times. The quarterbacks do that all the time. You saw Aaron Rodgers against the yeah. Cowboys last year. He misses that fade route. It's a, it's a tough ball to throw yeah. and catch. And he's like, you know what? I'll th- just try again. Yeah, and, and try it again, again and, and put it, it on the money. <laughs> yeah. And you can't place it any better. Mm-hmm. So what do you see from the offensive line? The offensive line, they, they got great push, you know? The the offensive line, I remember one play in particular that, you know, there was a lot of talk going to this game that um, Connor Williams wasn't going to be able to, you know, block very well that Sula Filo was out but I remember one play that Connor Williams actually was able to pull and he actually got both hands on Bobby Wagner and Zeke had an 11 yard game on the right side for around I think around 11 yard game but so you know this this offensive line did great I think they allowed one sack the whole game Um, they did a great job protecting Dak and Dak had very great pocket presence this game I think it was it was his best presence in the pocket the whole season Definitely. On that one sack they allowed, it wasn't just a straight rush. It was the twist stunt with the end and the tackle. So it got um, Tyron Smith and Connor Williams kind of, they miscommunicated and Mm -hmm. didn't hold that down. But all in all, they played a great game. I thought Connor Williams, like you said, that one play, that was his best game of his Cowboys career. Yeah, for sure. And so that's what is very encouraging going further in the season, especially this next week against the Rams with Aaron, Aaron Donald's yeah. and Dominic and Sue. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that later. We're going to focus on the Seattle game here. But, yeah, I thought the offensive line got did a great job. Um, Looney did well. 
Lyle Collins didn't allow pressure, I believe. Yep. And so the players that you were kind of nervous about going to this game, they balled out. Yep. Um, and I think Dak Prescott, when he needed to make the throws, he made the throws. When he needed to make a run, he made that run. That one, well, those two plays that he ran for 10-plus mm-hmm. yards, that's what Dak can bring to an offense. And he'll just put the team on his back, and he'll break tackles. There was a stat going into the game that Bobby Wagner had zero missed tackles all season. Well, now you can add one to that because mm-hmm. he whiffed on that press guy yeah. on that was crucial it, third Was it KJ Wright who also whiffed on him? Yes, yeah, so it was like two, two linebackers and a safety. Yeah. Dak Prescott went just beast mode. Yeah, and, and that was one of our keys of the game, uh, for me at least last week, was make Bobby Wagner miss just maybe even once, which Dak did. And and so that was awesome. Great. That was very untimely for, yeah. <laughs> for the linebacker. Mm-hmm. But um, the defense, they, did, they held their part for the most of the game. Um, what do you see from this Dallas Cowboys defense? Yeah, well, you know, the Seahawks came in with the number one rushing efficient team, you know. Uh, this game, they were 36%, you know, with rushing success. So, And the Cowboys were 53, but Chris Carson had 20 yards on 13 carries. I mean, they had more <laughs> rushing yards throughout the game. You know, I think Penny uh, blew, I think, a 46-yard run, something like that. I don't know if it was that big, but... Yeah, I think he threw like a 25 25, yeah. Not 46, but, but yeah, this this Cowboy defense did great. I mean, uh, the defensive line played phenomenal, in my opinion. Um, they they were containing Russell for the most part. I remember one blitz in particular where the defensive line got really good push on the inside, and uh, LVE was coming off the left, you know, because Russell's going to roll out to his right naturally. And that was the when they met, Russell had to throw high, and that was incomplete on that third down. So the blitzes were great. Uh, yeah, this Cowboys defense, I think they started, you know, the Seahawks started three and out on their first three possessions, and I think they had around nine yards, or, yeah, nine yards in the first quarter. Yeah, I like what you were saying when you mentioned how Penny had a, you thought it was like a 40-yard gang, and he, it was only like 20 yeah. yards. That's how good this defense yeah, is. It, Those, like, 15-yard plays seem like a huge chunk play, just because yeah. they're so good at holding stuff from minimal Mm-hmm. Yards. There was games. sometimes I, there were six passing plays that went for 194 yards though. There yeah. was just the, those explosive plays. You know, Russell he got, but for the most part, this Cowboys defense contained. They stopped the run, and you know, and the Seahawks kept with the run. And I, honestly, I kind of think that was an advantage for the Cowboys. They right. stuck with the run, which we stopped. <laughs> yeah, most teams. You know, the philosophy is like like with the Cowboys, especially like you. Give them enough carries, get the running game going, and over time in the fourth quarter, the defensive line will be banged up. But when you have such a deep defensive line like the Cowboys, I mean, you have Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, Tyron Crawford, Antoine Woods, who had oh, an amazing hit. game. He had three plays back to back to back that were just stars. They did that screen. Mm-hmm. Gregory was getting pressure quite often. Right. Yeah. And so going forward to the playoffs, when you have such a deep defensive line, it just is a world of difference. It just. I think back to 2014 and the, with Tony Romo in 2016, our defense was terrible, and we like we need war daddies, right? Mm-hmm. That was the big oh, hot yeah. button. Uh, we have war daddies across the board, mm-hmm. and so that was very encouraging. They did hit those long plays like you were talking about. Yeah. One of those was the Tyler Lockett. Um, we were in a cover two prevent defense, and they just had a flat round in a corner. And Byron kind of got stuck on the flat, the flat route, route, and they yeah. threw it over top. And I think he was expecting more of a safety help there. 
I think it was a, I think yeah. it was a miscommunication they 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 had together. Yeah, the safety Xavier Woods. Have gone to I think they had that. a little miscommunication because Byron, yeah, he got sucked into that flat route, and that's one thing I've noticed with this team is I almost would rather just never go into prevent defenses, mm-hmm. on, even on situations no, like that. that. Yeah. Just just do what we've been doing. Just do the man to man with the cover one defense, mm-hmm. and I trust our guys won't allow. A game. Yeah, we remember that prevent defense uh, at the Chiefs. Was it last year? Last year. Yeah, with Tyreek Hill. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah, that was one that of was the worst not good. Thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's a totally different defense this year. This yeah, year. for sure. So now we'll transition to a little game. Name an offensive player and a defensive player that won this game. You'll boil it down simply just to one player on each side, okay. and who you think had the biggest influence on this victory. You know, I'm going to go with, for offense, Amari Cooper. Um, he had 106 yards, 15.1 average, you know, per catch, along with 34, which, 34, which you know, freed up that, that DAC run. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Amari Cooper because I just think he freed up um, the linebackers for Ezekiel, you know, have all those rushing lanes. You know, the linebackers had to follow and make sure. There were, he, him running routes is just a thing of beauty. It just seems like he's always open. And that was just—it was a bounce-back game for him. It gave him—I think he has a lot of confidence going in then to this Rams game. I'm gonna go with Amari Cooper, and uh, for defense, I'm gonna go with Leighton Vander Esch. Mm. Uh, led the team in tackles with ten. He had a uh, six solo, you know, tackles. And um, we already talked about how he was one of the ones helping contain Russell. And he was—he was all over the field. You know, him and Jalen are always the ones, you know, tackling players stuff. But yeah, LVE and Amari Cooper were my. Uh, Two stars of the game. You can't go wrong with those two. Yeah. Um, my two players on offense, it'll be Ezekiel Elliott. That's kind of a like, cop out answer. <laughs> I feel it's like on almost every victory we can say Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. But he was just a monster this game. I was having flashbacks of Elliott at Ohio State against Alabama. Just, oh, yeah. I mean, when the game, when we need a crucial first down, he'll break it off for an eight yard gain. Gain. Um, also, I mean, you kind of have to incorporate the offensive line in mind. So it's kind of a cheap answer, but um, Elliot was just dynamic. He had a few catches, but mostly him on the ground was what won the game. Yeah, you say it's a cheap answer, but it's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> True. He had that one forty-five yard run. Mm-hmm. That was crucial, and yeah. and he stayed in bounds. So he was. Just, that was a very smart um, decision by Ezekiel Elliott. And on defense, I'll go to one of those unsung heroes. The Dirty guys, um, Antoine Woods, mm-hmm. and we talked about him a little bit. He had those um, three big plays, but the thing he does, he just takes up blocks. Him and Malik Collins in the inside, I mean, they were just owning the interior offensive mm-hmm. line of the Seahawks. So that kind of leads to Leighton Vanderesh and Jalen Smith being able to be playmakers. Yeah. And so he was the one on first and second down. He would he would make a loss, and he would be in on every tackle. And um, he's a he's a borderline Pro Bowler, mm-hmm. and um, any given day he can play like an All Pro. Once again, going against the Rams, and then who if we happen to win that game, um, Antoine Woods and that interior defensive line is gonna be crucial to stop the run and force them into long yard situations where Demarcus Lawrence can be Demarcus Lawrence, mm-hmm. and those cornerbacks can just ball out like the new Legion of Boom they might be becoming eventually. So now I'll ask another question. Is there anything in this game that you kind of it's kind of changed your perception of this Dallas Cowboys team, or has added a new element to this team? Yeah, um, playoff experience. You know, this is a young Cowboy team. A lot of them don't have playoff experience to go in and play a very experienced Seahawks team who've actually won nine 
straight victories in their playoff openers. For the Cowboys to go in and win, in my opinion, mostly dominate um, this football game. You know, it was a a really close score, but it was a closer score than it should have been, in my opinion. But, yeah, this playoff experience, I think it's going to give them confidence and going forward. Right. It's hard. You see players all the time. They'll be great in the regular season, but then collapse into the postseason. You saw that with the Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson. He was playing pretty well late in the regular season, but then he just... I mean, he felt he just fell. He exploded like he's mm-hmm. imploded more, rather in the playoffs. It was terrible. And they lost the game because of that. But like Dak Prescott, he may not be a top three quarterback, but like you, he doesn't blink in these situations. Even yeah. last year, I mean, 2016 in the playoffs against the Aaron freaking Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, he had a great game in yeah. this game against Russell Wilson, an experienced uh, Super Bowl winner, winning quarterback. He's like, okay, that's cool. I'm Dak Prescott. Yeah. We're the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to trust my teammates, and we're going to get a win. Like yeah. He doesn't blink, and so that's very encouraging. Yeah, and the thing that sets Dak apart is you can't watch a game and say, wow, Dak's not playing with heart. <laughs> I mean, he is playing with everything he got. He's laying his body on the line for his team, and that's what makes him such a good QB. You yeah, know? you saw Ezekiel Elliott after the game. <laughs> um, Aaron Andrews asked Ezekiel Elliott, what do you think about when – Dak Prescott ran and flipped for a first down, mm-hmm. and he said, "Quote like he's a grown ass man." Yeah, I mean he is. <laughs> he, he and that you you know that just gets all the players hyped up mm-hmm. when you see their quarterbacks willing to put his body in the line. The key to a, a team that has chemistry is accountability and trusting each other. And when you have a quarterback that does that, it just pumps up the entire team. Pumps mm-hmm. of the defense. They all talk about it. They all believe in Dak Prescott. Whether the media, whether the average fan doesn't believe in Dak Prescott, that doesn't matter. All that matters is that the players and coaches believe in Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. My takeaway from this game is just how important special teams are to the Dallas Cowboys. For sure. Um, our kickoff team is terrible. <laughs> Lock it. And those guys just destroyed us on those kickoffs. Um, and I was really nervous about their punter. He's a exceptional he I and mean, he pinned us a couple times oh, yeah. in our five yard line just, mm-hmm. just destroying our drives and momentum just... but Tavon Austin he was a everybody was talking about Tavon Austin what he could do he returns a, a punt for a touchdown that was called back but then he yeah. returns another one for a big gain um, those plays can be difference makers in the game of instead of being at our 10 yard line we're at their 40 right and so Tavon, they also, in the beginning of the game, did those little decoy sweeps. I love those decoy sweeps. The one time they actually gave it to him, he didn't get a um, – yeah. he got a two-yard loss, I believe. But all that helps the offense going forward. When you're calling plays, you're not just thinking about this play. You're thinking about the next play. Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy they did give it to him because, you know, the Rams this week, they'll be watching this film for sure. And they'll be like, oh, he's just decoying it to them. They never give him the ball. No, we give him the ball plenty. And – um. That just opens up the running game with Zeke, the RPO with Dak. I, it opens up the whole offense. Yeah. Yeah, and Tavon Austin, you know, he's about to face his former team. So be expecting some, you know, he has a chip on his shoulder, and he, he wants to prove to him, like, hey, y'all traded me, and this is what you're about to get, you know? I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's going to be a revenge game for him. To watch. Tavon's such a nice guy. You don't, wanna, you don't yeah. usually see that dark side of him, but... When you do, he's when gone. You do. You'll see the... His numbers, that's what you're going to see. And so now I'm going to ask you, in your opinion, what are the two um, bad plays for this Cowboys team? It could be um, anything from like a bad penalty 
to a poor execution on defense or offense. What do you think are the like, two main issues that really are going to affect this team going forward? Well, I think one of the big issues was when we were up by 10, right? And, you know, we, we were, you know it's it's comfortable lead kind of going in the playoff. But then we give up that big play to, I think it was Tyler Lockett, and uh, which that big pass play, and he got out of bounds, but he was, you know, inside the 20, I think, I believe. And, you know, then they eventually go to score um, a touchdown and, you know, be within four. And then they went for that two-point conversion and got that, too. I just think that was – it was a bad way to end the game for this Dallas defense. I'm not really worried about this mm-hmm. defense. I mean, they shut them down for the most part. They, you know, they had those big plays, but for the most part, they shut them down. But going forward, they do need to shut down those big plays. I mean, you know, big plays are going to happen in football, but you really want to, you know – contain them and limit the amount of plays that you know go for big yard gains good point my um things to watch out for for the rest of these playoffs is um what the cowboys are going to do at receiver you saw mm-hmm. alan hearns break his ankle that was gruesome mm-hmm. um, i warn anybody who wants to look that video up <laughs> it's just terrible supposedly surgery went well but um and cole beasley got dinged up and that really scares me you saw him limping in between plays He's had a bad knee all season, and it kind of um, like reactivated that injury. Um, what we're going to do in the slot is worrisome to me. Tavon hasn't shown anything on tape that shows mm-hmm. that he can be a great slot receiver. And going against this Rams team, we'll talk about that later in the week, but that gives me some um, anxiety yeah, when we look for forward sure. in the playoffs. I, I feel like they're going to bring up Lance Lenore, you know. I think, I think he'll be coming up. I mean, you know, he's... He's played a lot of special teams. He's had some bad plays, a couple good ones, but I think he'll be brought up. And I honestly think we're going to be putting Amari Cooper in the slot quite a bit, and having Noah Brown, you know, and Gallup all them. So right, yeah. If Amari Cooper can be in the slot, you you have Gallup on the outside, but who's be on the other outside? You see yeah. Noah Brown. I think that's what they want to do. I just we haven't seen ready. him yeah. be able to be that type of X receiver. Mm-hmm. But he's built like Dez. Hopefully, he can play like Dez for sure. Um, my other worry for this team is our safeties. Jeff Heath hasn't had good games back-to-back against the Giants and now the Seahawks. He's kind of had some rough um, spots. He bites on play action. He's been whiffing tackles. That's not what you want to see. Yeah. The Cowboys' defense only missed one tackle all game, and that was Jeff Heath mm-hmm. um, when he was trying to sack Russell Wilson on that um, strong safety blitz. Jeff Heath kind of worries me. I'm wondering, he kind of hurt his elbow in the yeah, game. So I'm wondering say. if he's just They'll injured. probably be watching him this week. Right. And so I against these high-powered offenses, the more and more we go into the playoffs, the more high-powered offense will, offenses will be playing. Yep. And so it's great if we have defensive, a great push on the defensive line, but if we don't have people in the back end of the defense to like hold everything together, it's all for naught. Mm-hmm. That is all we have for you today. If you want to hear more Cowboys talk, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. Later this week, Avery and I will dive into the Rams' offense and defense and give our predictions for the game. You can find Avery on Twitter at S-I-E-H-A-V-R-Y. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at N-A-T-N-0-3. Thank you for listening. This is Sundays are for the boys.